me. So everyone got their note devices ready. Who's got a Bible there? Turn to uh, James. Can everyone say James? James. So that's in the second part of the Bible. Is this recording, Pete? Okay, so James chapter 3, and we'll look at from verses 2 shortly. But before, as we start, who knows a Bible verse that we've been using regularly in all my preaching this year? Jeremiah 7.24, yeah? I'm not going to read it, but it basically talks about we want to go forwards, not backwards in life. Can everyone say forwards? We want to go forwards. And so then the next two weeks, I'm going to be talking about tongue taming. Can everyone say that? Tongue taming. And so... um, but today, and it all comes from this verse in Proverbs 17.28. So if you're taking notes, Proverbs 17.28 says this. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. I'm going to read that again. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. If you can, Pete, just put that counter on for me so I don't go over time. Thank you. So now we're going to go to James 3 after reading that, and we're going to see what uh, God is going to speak to us through that. So James 3, verses 2 to 12. Is that good? Everyone there? James 3. So, dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers. Oh, wait, I'm reading verse 1. I'm going to verse 2. Verse 2, indeed, we all make many mistakes. Can someone say agree? I make mistakes. Uh, For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, um, in the same way the tongue is small, Uh, is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is, is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessings and cursings pour out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble um, from... uh, uh, does, Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives um, or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Fortnite, hey, AO. Salty springs, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So we can't draw fresh water from a salty spring, right? Who would agree with that? That's what it just said. So some things that we saw, it says a tiny spark and we create World War Three. Who knows what I'm talking about? You can be talking... Uh, it doesn't, I don't talk that much to my dad, but say for my mum, I can say something, just a tiny spark, and I've set World War Three alight. Not, no one has those things of people. I just know how to say the wrong thing at the wrong time, and I'm just like, I should not have said that. Who was, um, uh, who's seen like Ice Age? And who's seen that one where um, Sid eats the berries and his tongue goes all floppy? Not, no one's, there's one of the Ice Ages, Sid eats his like berry thing, and he's like, he. 
his tongue goes, whatever you call it when it goes, what's that? Yeah, but what do you call that when your tongue goes floppy? Paralyzed, that's the word. His, his, tongue goes, his tongue goes numb and paralyzed and he can't talk and everyone's just like, hallelujah, Sid is like quiet. And sometimes in my life, I wish I could eat a berry that would make my tongue go paralyzed to keep me from trouble. And so, um, and, <laughs> uh, and so obviously, who was at United We Stand last year? And I preached a message about accidental deaths. I encourage you to go on the podcast, listen to that, because that would help you heaps with this. But um, we talked about when things fly, people die, right? So when our, our, and so then there was oops, oh no moments. Who's ever had the oops, oh no moment? Exactly. And so we say things like, I should not have done that. I should not have smelt that. I should not have said that. And so we, got, we get to this position where we go, oops, oh no, why did we get here? Why did we do that? And there's so many times we're just going to go, Josh, shut your mouth and not put yourself in a position where you have an oops, oh no moment, right? That's right. And so Proverbs 17, 28 again, even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. So we've got to know when the appropriate time is to keep our mouth shut, right? We've got to understand that. So for the title of today, we're talking about flaming arrows. Tell the person next to you, flaming arrows. Flaming arrows. So in Proverbs 26, 18, in the New International Version, so the NIV, uh, says like this, like a maniac, who knows what a maniac, maniac is? Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death. Can everyone say flaming arrows? So like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is someone who lies to a friend then says, I was only joking. Ooh. Then, now, remember that. We're going to look at Ephesians 6, 16. Who knows the armor of God? Who learned about that at kids' church ever? So like the helmet of something, the shoes of peace, the belt of righteousness, or whatever those things are. I don't know what the right breastplate, um, all of those things. That, and then it talks about this in Ephesians 6, 16. It says this, in addition to all of those armors, uh, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Can anyone say flaming arrows again? Of the evil one. And now I don't know if you have understood what we've just read here. So I'm going to go over it again. So Ephesians 6.16, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now, John 10.10, who knows what that is? The thief comes, uh, or the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, right? And so the devil wants to kill you and destroy all the people on earth. That's the enemy's plan. He wants to steal us, kill us, and destroy us. And so what we've just seen is that when we lie to our friends, our voice can be a firing arrow. And so the question is, don't let your mouthpiece be the enemy's mouthpiece. Our voice, when we speak, is either uh, helping the enemy uh, uh, shoot someone down or it's not. And so we got to, and so Proverbs 26, 18 in the NIV, like a, a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is someone who lies to a friend and says, I was only joking. Then if we look at Proverbs 18, 24, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend that sticks closer than a brother. Galatians 5, 15. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. And so the question is, are you a real friend? You've got to ask yourself, am I a real friend or do I destroy, buy, and, and wreck the people in my life? 
And so when you speak, are you shooting what the devil uses as a fire arrow? Or do you bring life? And, and as it says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give us the best life. Do your words bring someone the best life? Or do all your words crush him and destroy him? And so um, going back then to that Ephesians 6.16... In addition to all of this, take out the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And so the shield of faith is what we use when the devil wants to speak into us and wreck our lives. We've got to have faith. So what is faith? Anyone know what faith is? If we look at Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says this. Faith is a confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. So basically, faith is the evidence where you we go, you know what, God has called me to this. Jesus has, has put me on earth to do this or that. And faith is going, you know what, we may not see it. Um, the facts may say it's not a reality right now, but the truth is God has promised it and it will be the reality. And so we've got to go, faith is seeing things before they are the reality. Faith is going, you know what, God has said this, I believe it, before it's even come to being. And so we can't live our life by the faith of our parent. So when the enemy speaks to us, so the enemy can, could say things to our lives like, you can't do this, you can't do that, that's impossible. Oh, that's so silly, why do you think that? Um, you can never achieve anything for God. But that's the, the fire darts of the enemy. Someone might say to you, oh, you stink. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, all these things that, that we might say, oh, ha, ha, we're joking. But it actually destroys someone's life. And that's the enemy goes, you know what? Yeah, believe that. Believe that lie. Come into agreement with that rubbish because the enemy wants to destroy you, destroy your capabilities. And so it says that hold up the shield of faith which blocks those things. And so if you're living off of your parents' faith, if you're living off your BFF's faith, if you're living off anyone else's faith but yours, you put yourself into a position where you, when those attacks come, when those lies hit you, you go, oh, I'm going to be destroyed. But you've got to go, you know what, God, I need a faith in you. I need you to speak to me so clearly that when the attacks come, when the fire arrows hit, come towards you, you go, you know what, that does not hit me. And I block that because I have the faith to believe God for greater. And so I encourage you, don't ever have a secondhand faith. You've got to have a faith for yourself and hold that up. Because you don't, you, we don't go, all right, I'm going to put myself into a position where I'm going to get attacked. But you've got to be prepared so when the position does come, first of all, we don't want to be shooting the attack. Because we could be just saying something and not even meaning it and just wreck someone. And at the same time, someone could be just being friendly to us. Or oh, I'm just being friendly. Next minute, they've shot an attack at us. But if we don't have our own faith, we're, that either sidetracks us, as even Nali was saying, are we um, planted or buried? And we've got to have our own faith. And when we have our faith, when that attack comes, rather than burying us, it plants us. So that was great, Nalia. And so um, uh, you have to have a personal confidence and conviction that the fact is not the truth. And you've got to believe that. You know what? The facts may be this, but that isn't the truth because God is better than the facts. And so then Proverbs 26.20 says this, Fire goes out without wood. Quarrels disappear when gossip stops. And I love that. And so, um, who know who knows this joke? It's a it's like a a dad joke. It goes like this: um, Who do you call, what do you call someone who digs a hole? Doug. Sean's got it right. So people that dig holes called Doug. And so then, what do you use to dig a hole, Sean? Shovel, okay, you're gonna, we'll use that then. I was hoping for something a bit more extreme. Excavator, I like that because it makes it a bit different. So what do you call Doug without his shovel or excavator? Douglas, right? And so Doug is a person who's digging the hole. 
Douglas is a person who's lost his digging equipment. And so what do you say to me when I say something at you and I've dug a hole? You've dug a hole, obviously. But what I what we got to put, we can be at home. At, who's ever dug a hole with their words and you're like, how do I get out of this? Sure. <laughs> I know. I constantly, my tongue's up. Like, I'm like, oops, I should not have said that. And then you try and dig yourself out and then just go deeper. And so we got to go from dug to dugless because we can all be dug and say the wrong thing, dig a hole, but we've got to go, God, help us get rid of this shovel tongue or this excavator tongue and help us become dugless and not dig ourselves holes with our words. And so how do we remove the, the digger? Well, obviously we saw it in James 3.8, it says, no man can tame the tongue, for it is restless, evil, full of deadly poison. And I wish my tongue could be restless. I wish I could get Sid's berries and have a paralyzed tongue, but I can't. But what it says in Luke 6.45, it talks about from the abundance or the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So basically, we might not be able to get rid of our tongue or eat the paralyzing berries. But what we can do is if from our heart, our mouth speaks, if we get Jesus and the Holy Spirit so much within our heart, we will be speaking things of life. We'll be speaking things that help us not put our position of digging holes, right? And so I want to encourage you so much. Go, Kylie preached about it this morning. We've got to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We've got to say, Holy Spirit, use us. Be a, come upon us. Make your home in our heart that the things that come from us are pure. The things that come from us are, are uplifting and building and bolding. And then so that we are speaking things that aren't a fiery arrow that wrecks someone. Because I don't want to be someone that says, blah, 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 oh, I was only joking, or, or crushing or devouring someone. I want to have words that are pure and uplifting and bold. As it says even um, when I preached at church about margin, the generous person plans generous things or devises generous things. We're going to be people that devise and plan generous language, uplifting language that we build people up. So the two points from the message is the first is that let's not be people that fire and shoot at others because that's obviously what we're talking about there. We can't be people, as it says in Proverbs 26, 20, as I said, fire goes out without wood. And so let's not build fires by continuing to heap wood on it. But let's go, God, we're going to go from Doug to Douglas. And the other thing is, when the fire hits us or comes towards us, let's not get hit. Let's put up our shield of faith. And so I encourage you to seek God this week and say, God, I need faith. God, I need a, I don't want to live off my parents' faith. I don't want to live off my friend's faith. I need to live off my faith that I can stand strong. Is that good? So I'm going to pray because that's, that's it. And we'll go into our small groups and then we'll have a bit of fun after that. God, right now, we thank you that... We, we as humans, we cannot control our tongue. The Bible says it and we believe that. But we believe that you can come into our hearts. You can fill us afresh. That we can have boldness and a passion to see you do a breakthrough in our lives. And so we want to have a heart full of purity, a heart full of, of the kingdom of heaven. That we're able to see you move and do things within us. That we can see people go from being depressed to like a champion. People being fearful to having courage because we spoke the right words into them. To even give us the, the insights and the wisdom to be able to know when to encourage someone at the right time. And we just thank you so much, Jesus, that you love us so much that you were able to uh, bless us with faith. That when the enemy tries to knock us over, we have uh, that boldness and that passion to go, no, that does not belong here. That lie does not belong on our shoulders. And it, it, it just it's like water off the dock, ducks back immediately. Amen.